Oh yeah. Well, how's your week been otherwise? Uh, you know, this has actually been a uh, a busy week. Partially because I put off a lot of things last week. So the beginning of this week, I was making sure I got everything done I needed to. Paid, paid for it. Yeah, and I actually did this. Uh, I did a voiceover gig um, oh, cool. from home. And uh, I'm going to be honest with you, I, I hated it. <laughs> and oh, really? I, yeah. Not, I mean, I'm, I'm being really, really dramatic. Um, it was not that bad, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, yeah, it made me do something. So I was really upset about that fact, but, uh, yeah, it was, for, it was for this, uh, was it like a live job where you were, um, people were, you were like zooming with people? Was it like a zoom meeting type job? No, or? it was all, uh, it was all just from home. It was for this company that's in Kansas that I just found and I was like, Hey, you know, I'll send them a sample. And, um, like it was, I just got yeah. like an indeed notification about it. So I didn't think like, there's no way, like I'm actually going to like do anything for this. And it was like a hundred bucks. So I was like, Oh, whatever, mm-hmm. I'll try it. And so I sent them a sample and then like months later they got back to me, um, and have like these podcast episodes to record. That's all just like about yeah. teaching and stuff. It's for like young teachers, I guess. Yeah. And uh, uh, the, the the people were just really, but the the people as in the one guy I talked to was just really annoying, and uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, I was just like, what the like, what the hell am I doing? Like I'm, I'm just like sitting in here, recording like, and the writing was so bad too. It was like all these run on sentences, and then one of the one of the pieces of feedback he gave me was that it sounds like there's a couple parts where I had cut, and like. Um, started over and it's like yeah it's because I can't breathe with like sentences that are um, just right. like sentences that never end and mm-hmm. so there's just like there's like a couple emails back and forth uh, and then I had sent them like a Google Drive folder with my audio and the guy responds back and he's like it was clearly stated in my email previously that you should upload it to this folder and I was just like okay listen guy like if uh, like I've worked with enough like annoying clients working for a marketing agency oh. that if I if I see someone say um, it was clearly stated in something as if we're not like adults like right. you could just say like hey like in the middle of this paragraph in my email two days ago I asked if you could upload them to this folder on our drive yeah like it was clearly stated as a very like final like professional like i'm going after yeah. you sort of deal i'm being I yeah like it was kind of like I'm, condescending I'm, too yeah it's like being a hard ass sort of yeah that's like listen like this like there was hardly any vetting for this process and then all of a sudden you just sent me stuff to record and i did it and yeah it's uh yeah like you know part of it part of it i was that's like weird yeah Part of it's it was like, oh, yeah, that you can like be like that, but at the same, but you, did you ever talk yeah. to him in person or on the phone or anything? Never. Yeah. It was all just by email. All by email. So, I mean, he could, he might, who knows, might be like the nicest guy in the world. This is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he might be nice just as weird, like email etiquette, I guess. But I, right. that, that type of stuff I have, like, I get, I get sensitive about. Cause I just like, we're just like people here. Like, you're gonna you're gonna throw the it was clearly stated 
line at me. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, ultimately, yesterday I sent him like the final, the final versions of it, and he said it was like, he said it was it was great and everything, and he was right. happy with it, and he said he'd email me for further episodes uh, in the next few weeks, and I'm, I'm gonna decline at that point because I'm not really <laughs> interested. But uh, yeah, yeah, it worked out in the end. But it was just like I was just thinking, why am I even spending my time? Was it? Yeah, it was more hassle for, than the work. Yeah, not for not that much, not that much money to make it worth it. Yeah, but it's done. So yeah, I, I feel like that's taking up like my whole week because I've been so like annoyed by it. <laughs> and it's really just been like a, a like a few hours each day. That's 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 all. But uh, yeah, yeah. Be- besides that, uh, yeah, I'm not too busy. <laughs> yeah, this week felt very. Uh just i don't know it feels like we just podcasted and yeah. Mm-hmm. it's it, yeah this week just went by it flew by i de- i definitely slept a lot so that can definitely make a week fly by for sure you're not yeah. around for a lot of it um but yeah i also you know watched a lot of movies and i've had to work <laughs> oh my god fucking hate working <laughs> yeah like it's like fourth of july so that mm. it's really busy and it sucks like yesterday for two hours um for like two hours straight i genuinely thought it was a friday <laughs> like at work <laughs> just because of the vibe i was like oh man well at least it's saturday <laughs> you know like yeah. giving myself that sort of well, at least it's saturday so i'm fine right <laughs> no you have two i have two more days of this no it never ends and then, yeah. I, and then I work on the fourth so i'm like fuck i'm kind oh. of just like fuck me this is gonna suck i'm surprised <laughs> i guess it makes sense that benny's open on on july 4th just in case anyone needs last it's minute. like yeah last minute bird. people sorry yeah, what's, with all the, what's with all the There's birds a, by hummingbird place. Why right by live, my head oh. why you live by so many cool birds is it just I the mean, area yeah it's just the area i've i've it's got just that cat it's just that cat that life yeah that's how it is in cali man it's all about the birds <laughs> yeah that's it's i mean it's i i've gotten into birding being out here because there's like yeah there's cool birds just like around all the time and i used to not like birds that much and then i'm like hey birds are kind of cool they have like they're all yeah. like actually pretty unique and have uh if you're in the right place you'll see like birds you've never seen yeah yeah for sure and then uh, yeah i've gotten into like like a whole like birding community that like is all about like social justice and all this other stuff and then also about birds there's like so much like (laughs) bird culture out there so yeah yeah yeah. you ever ever seen just like people at a park like bird and they're so they're not even like there to watch like they are so purposely bird watching like have maps out and hats and are looking and yeah, they yeah. just oh yeah, but they just like stand out so much. You're like, what are they doing? Like, <laughs> like they, they just look so much more out of place than like fishermen, you know? Because they're oh, they're yeah. acting like this is the spot, you know, right in these uh <laughs> around the corner from these bushes and into those trees. This is the sweet spot right here. You got a great view of yeah. that branch. There's a yeah. nest over there. Yeah. And everyone yeah. I've seen has always been like short, uh older women. <laughs> really? Yeah, I... pretty much every time. There's actually two couples that we've seen quite a bit on the, like by the park by us where we usually walk the dog. There is always like the same two couples that we see 
like once or twice a month and they're just out there with binoculars walking on the trail like looking just stopping yeah. like in the middle of the path too and like looking up at, at trees and whatever yeah i think it's uh it's pretty pretty big around here um which well, you, then you know yeah. you live in a, a good area i think i think that's a good sign yeah for sure yeah <laughs> a good area it's great for bird watching yeah that's it's on all like the real estate uh information you know when people are looking at houses they're checking you know how how is it for birding whatever it's like next well, to like, like how good the schools means, are like, does that mean like the air maybe is like clean too if there's like a lot of like interesting birds like it's not as maybe i don't know yeah. maybe not but maybe those birds are just <laughs> it doesn't has nothing to do with it but i would take that's how i, I would it. take it i would take it as yeah. a sign of like this is a good nice uh, area yeah not a lot of factories I'm... maybe exactly i do feel like it's more like we're in nature and nature is just happening you know these birds are just flying around like it's like we're not seeing <laughs> pigeons you know on the city street just like yeah, yeah. walking in between people yeah it's, <laughs> yeah 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 so that's uh yeah maybe more times in this episode we'll see some little some little birds flying by a little extra <laughs> bonus street <laughs> Everyone, people are gonna be like more birds more we need birds. the bird content yeah <laughs> all right we're, we'll have our cinnabums episode then our cinna cinna birds birds episode <laughs> next week yeah, yeah i'm, I'm uh, all for that i i watched some movies this week i'm down to throw some out there yeah i was actually gonna, uh, to get us in yeah. the movie vibe uh i don't want to yeah. like i don't want to give everything away because you know who knows maybe we'll do a um a bender episode eventually mm-hmm. um which movies are worth well i watched uh i watched aaron brockovich uh the steven soderbergh Ooh. uh julia roberts movie um because as you know i'm very into steven soderbergh and i'm also watching julia, julia roberts, roberts movies <laughs> <laughs> yes of course and I, I, and I will say that this being a this being a steven soderbergh movie it very much felt um like i was watching her so far um you know in one of the you know like out of the new movies i've seen in like probably the most functional like not weird one i've seen like the other movies that i watched with her in it um actually the pelican brief i've watched with uh denzel that's like in the earlier nine, an earlier nineties one. It's like based off a John Grisham novel. That one's very functional. Mm. So maybe I'm being a little harsh. I'm mostly thinking of like Notting Hill and like rom commy stuff that like really feels like a time capsule of like, all right, this is what like women watched in the nineties, that sort of thing. This is mm. like what women dragged their boyfriends to in the nineties. Um, and they just, f- it feels so nineties that, um, it makes me feel when I when I watch them, I feel very weird. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, those are the ones that would feel weird. Like if, uh, like if my my mom or like Carly yeah. like walked in while I was watching. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like alone. I would feel like not as much. I'd feel like I'd be able to like, you know, I'd be able to feel the shame 
alone mm-hmm. and really process it and really just be comfortable with it probably get some laughs out of it but I live with my parents and so like <laughs> I'm always thinking I'm like is it too early to start a Julia Roberts Netflix movie right now because uh, then my <laughs> mom could come down and see me watching it and be like what the hell <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I thought this was the the game. I just uh, it just came on randomly. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. So I feel like instead I gotta watch something like more manly or filmy, you know, to fit maybe mm. whatever her perception of me might yeah. be. But anyways, Aaron Brockovich is like a totally different thing than that because Aaron Brockovich is uh, just a very functional movie about you know like a working mo- mom struggling and. Um, it's also just cinematography is fantastic because of Steven Soderbergh. So Julia Roberts just looks fantastic in this movie, like the way she's lit and everything. It's kind of like the way she looks and everyone looks in Ocean's Eleven. Everyone just looks so cool and cinematic and awesome. And um, like, it's, this isn't a perfect movie. Like, I, I'd say it's on the lower side of a Soderbergh on like Soderbergh's canon, maybe. But I've like I think it's like still worth watching just because like you can see why it became like popular and everything and uh, there's a lot of good things in it and uh, um, yeah it's worth watching for sure. Um, cool, yeah. nice. Um, all right, should I go then? Sure. Cool. Uh, yeah, so I'll just go. I'll just go over a few. Uh, one that I've seen recently is a movie I know you've seen too. Uh, also in the theater, but it's In the Heights. The yes. <laughs> Lin-Manuel Miranda musical turned into movie. And uh, yeah, I saw this saw this with my parents while they were visiting. That's, and that's a reason to see it, yep. At a, at a theater. And uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was a good experience like in the theater. Um, but I, I definitely thought it was a bit long. Whereas if I, <laughs> I, <laughs> I think if I saw like, the stage production of it, I would have been more okay with the length because, you know, I don't know if that's how it was meant to be maybe, but, uh, yeah, I, I mean, it was still like a really, uh, I think a really well shot movie and just like a fun movie overall. Um, but maybe not my maybe not my thing. Um, right. I haven't seen, I still haven't seen Hamilton, um, but I don't, I don't think you know, I will either. It's so long. Yeah. That's, that's super. That's like four hours, I think. Yeah. Um, but I've, I've heard some of the music from Hamilton and like, haven't really cared much for it. And I wasn't like a huge fan of a lot of the music in, in the Heights too. Not that I disliked the music, but it, it nothing really stuck out to me. Like I, I can't even remember like, uh any of the songs really like i and, and maybe that's just because i wasn't like super engaged but uh and yeah so i think that's mainly because it's may, maybe just not for me um but uh and another thing i pointed out that maybe isn't worth bringing up but uh you know how like how uh, as as a white man i probably shouldn't make too much comment on this but when you hear someone who's like who's very like italian and they're like, yeah, my mom makes a great spaghetti. You know, like they'll, they'll they have an American accent, but when they say like Italian words, they'll say, like with that little accent, 
yeah, or even if yeah. they're Dominican, Puerto Rican. Um, but I thought it was funny that they always say Washington Heights. Yeah. They're like, <laughs> like Washington <laughs> is like a very, very English word. <laughs> And they they speak in their normal American that is accents, fun. Yeah. <laughs> and then they and then they all of a sudden go, yeah. So I live down on this uh, on the block down in this borough or in this neighborhood called Washington Heights, and it's like, why, yeah, why yeah. that of all things? Like, it makes sense yeah. if they're talking if they're saying something that's like Spanish, but that was that was a very weird like nitpicky thing that i was like that's that just seems weird and i'm sure they talk they just like he says it all well they say it all the time i would say that like i actually like the music in it a lot but i do i would i do think it's a very repetitive like the vibe of of in the heights is very repetitive like every song feels like the same um and just the way the the whole lingo and the way they talk and um of, of course the way they rap it, it, it gets so it, it i was i was definitely like once i after like the first number i was like it started to like exhaust me you know as as yeah, it just got yeah. as it got like bigger and bigger and bigger and stuff i do like that one lin-manuel miranda song where he, like you know how he he's, has like a cameo in it he plays like yeah um like it's a, like selling popsicles he, or something yeah he sells popsicles he has that one song where he's like hmm. he's like he, I, he sings like he's like piragua piragua oh, yeah, or something yeah. like that <laughs> yeah that song i like that song a lot and when i saw that i was like oh and that's lynn and i'm like like and i i think everyone is pretty talented and in the heights but when i saw lynn <laughs> singing i was like i was like wow this guy is like above above all these people all these people because this one song is like that song got to me it oh, didn't make nice. me like yeah. tear up but it did make me tear up but it was one of those where i was like glowing you know from the the musical experience <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's great i i think but i think it, exactly what you said is maybe why i wasn't into the music so much because in the beginning i was like oh this like this seems fun and everything but then yeah as he like opens like the grocery store it's like whoa that yeah i, I liked that a lot and then i felt like it was like two and a half hours of similar, very similar songs. And then it's all like the same. It's all like, Oh, he, he likes this girl. Oh, he really yeah, wants to yeah. go to, you know, back home to the Dominican Republic. And it's just like all like, um, yeah, I, I just feel like it's just a drawn out story in a way, but, uh, mm-hmm. and, it, and I did see some comments about how it looked like, uh, there's like a old Navy or gap commercial right now. That's like in a New York neighborhood and like her is like playing guitar and mm-hmm. there's like all these people around. And someone said that it like it, they just the whole time they thought it was like an old Navy commercial. And I could, I could, I could relate to that. It definitely, it yeah. definitely felt that way at times, but, uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah, I could see but that this, too. At the same time, I didn't like like, like the pool, yeah. like dancing the way it's all like aligned yes. and stuff. And there's that always for sure, there's yeah. that shot in like the trailers you always see of like a girl like dancing on a picnic bench. Yes, um, yeah. Like the really young girl, but the one who's like she's really can dance. That mm-hmm. definitely is like it's like an old navy like jeans commercial or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, everyone everyone is like really really talented and and like the production seemed really great i just think it wasn't necessarily my my thing um yeah 
Yeah. yeah I mean, not really, not really, not really mine either. And I, I think a lot, not a lot of people's, uh, yeah. it's one it's of those things though, that kind of just, it kind of like has to exist, you know, at this time period, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm totally, uh, totally cool with it being someone's thing, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's super like, it's like very mainstream culture shit, like a little more mainstream than I, um, than I am, you know? Mm, definitely. Yeah. But that's, uh, yeah, that's in the Heights. Uh, all right. I, I think the only other one I'll mention is uh, Broadcast News, uh, the James L. Brooks movie with Albert Brooks, William Hurt, and Holly Hunter, uh, which I've wanted to watch for a while. This so, is one that I've, I've started before at night and not finished. Yeah, that's, uh, that's actually... Yeah. <laughs> this movie and Aaron Brockovich are the both those. Um, <laughs> I finished them each in like two sittings. <laughs> I was like, all right, I got an hour left in each of these. That's like a full movie. I'll, yeah. I'll finish. I'll finish. Uh, I'll finish them, and I finished them in the same night. Um, oh, nice. Bright, and I think Broadcast Noon is 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 like known as uh, James L. Brooks is like best movie maybe by hmm. some. Um, as good as it gets did win oscars but who knows maybe broadcast news won oscars um but either way i think it's very well regarded and i kind of just like i uh i got it when i when i watched it It was yeah it's it's pretty it's pretty solid and uh it's very funny and uh has just great has also good drama in it too and uh holly hunter is really good good in it uh william hurt's really good in it and uh albert brooks is very funny in it uh it, it's kind of like uh i don't know like 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 the movie network if it was if it was trying to be more like populist and uh like really be more about like people and relationships and down to earth and not attacking the whole uh machine system, <laughs> that yeah. network is doing because it's made the setting mm-hmm. the setting's the main thing but it's like uh yeah, like like it's really fun. It's really funny because like Albert Brooks is trying to be like a a news guy, like William Hurt, and Holly Hunter's like this young, uh, ex- young up and coming executive producer who has like a thing with both of them. So there's like a love a love triangle there going, and uh, William Hurt's more of the classically handsome guy guy who's also kind of dumb, and they like look down on for like I don't know uh, bad journalism or whatever. And Albert Brooks is more of like intellectual like intellectual type but not you know he's not like good on camera sort of deal so um they kind of clash because of that also jack nicholson plays like an older anchor in this movie and (laughs) i must say the way he looks um he's he's not in it very often but whenever he is i'm like wow this guy really pulls off like an like a seasoned anchor like the best anchor you've ever seen just the way he looks in the suit and stuff and i think they like age him up a little bit with makeup and stuff uh so yeah broadcast news is pretty good it's probably um i've nice. i think now i've seen almost every james l brooks movie um i think the one i have not seen would be uh, this one called uh, I'll Do Anything in 1994 with Nick Nolte and Albert Brooks. Um, but other than that, I've seen them all. And I would say the best ones I've seen would be broadcast news and as good as it gets. 
And the mm. worst one I've seen is easily Spanglish. Spanglish. <laughs> <laughs> wow, yeah, I so, forgot he did yeah. Spanglish. Yeah, I, yeah, I but that but it, that may be though the most like were the most the one that you must see the most i would say because <laughs> <laughs> of how insane it is i'm gonna i still i'm gonna have to see spanglish i just haven't haven't gotten around to it but yeah understandable yeah. i remember i remember when we i think it was a squirrel or something i remember when we <laughs> uh we t- we talked about uh that on the on the podcast though and and hearing yeah, you talk yeah. about it made me. Want I think to I went. It. On, I think I. It was like just a movie bender episode, but I went on this long tirade on Spanglish. <laughs> it was almost as long yeah. as the movie. Yeah. 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 I, I did that with like that and the Heartbreak Kid, where I was just like like an other just like shitty comedies where I, like I'm just going into going yeah. into what goes down. Yeah. Yeah, that might have been the same episode. Yeah. Yeah, that was good um cool nice the the uh last one that i'll bring up before we get into our lists is um a french movie called mon uncle which means my uncle but it's uh, a jacques tati why you just say my uncle then man (laughs) (laughs) sorry Sorry, i I just wanted to sound cultured you know (laughs) say my uncle (laughs) mon uncle how am i supposed to know what the hell you're saying (laughs) Just speak English. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's this uh, Tati movie who um, I think the only other Tati movie I've seen is Playtime, which is sort of like his big one. But um, it also has to do with the character of Monsieur Hulot. <laughs> Working on my French accents here. Um <laughs> And he's and Wansur Hulot is basically like he's like uh the French he's like the French art house Mr. Bean in a way. Um or or I guess uh, you can compare him to like Charlie Chaplin, Buster Keaton. Oh, too. okay. I so, was thinking like, this is gonna be like a depressing movie for some reason, oh, but it's no, like a no, comedy. No. Comedy, yeah, yeah. So this is I think this is the second movie with um like this character that Jacques Tati did he he directed yeah. and starred in it and yeah play, did play they, and like, they, co- they collaborate a lot those two no it's the same guy uh Jacques Tati. oh yeah. okay, okay okay but he uh so yeah he plays the main character and directs it gotcha um, gotcha and he does that with that character a lot yeah so I think there's I think there's three uh three movies about it they're not like related but he's just like the character in it um and and playtime i remember seeing a couple years ago and really liking it but um i didn't realize it was all like like there's hardly any dialogue in these movies it's very much just like you you have to like pay attention because there's so many like subtle jokes and subtle like Mm -hmm. physical comedy that you have to catch right right so this so watching this i was like i loved it i was really into it sounds very relaxing yeah yeah it's totally just like a nice like end of the night um funny funny movie to watch and there's like so many like little quirks and um and playtime is more of like a um commentary on how this guy is just completely out of touch with 
well i guess, I guess the same with same with this one he's completely out of touch with like modern the modern world and like uh, he, he's just like caught good. in the past i should yeah. watch it i always I see like, like him yeah i always see criterion posting like um i don't know just like some i don't know once a month or like every few months it'll be like the today we pay homage to the incomparable jackie's tatty with our yeah. collection and i'm like whoa who the who is jackie's tatty and i'll just <laughs> yeah. see these images but then you know they'll like they'll flex with these images from the movies that are like beautiful and you're like oh yeah. my god <laughs> like i gotta watch these yeah that's exactly I why i watch those. this yeah 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 I said they literally posted uh and they have like a whole collection on Jackie's Tati, right? Yeah, yeah. On on Jacques. Yeah. Jacques Tati. Yeah. Jacques Tati. But uh I mean at least I think that's how you say it. But uh yeah, but this one is all about he goes to visit his uh like sister, brother in law, and nephew at their home. And mm. he and like they're they're so like materialistic and and they just like always they want to impress like all like the people in their neighborhood and everything so they have all these like ridiculous things in their house right um and it like they have like this fish fountain that is just so over the top and ridiculous and they only turn it on when there's like a important guest or whatever and it's just like sort of like a running gag throughout the whole thing and then Uh there's just all these like like the chairs are supposed to be like these really fancy cool chairs but everybody is always so like super uncomfortable in them so like these are all like all these movies are like commentary on just like the how this guy just does not relate to you know what the what the populace likes and and just like uh-huh. the modern the modern world and everything and right um so yeah it, but it is one of those that i had i found myself like rewinding a couple times just to like make sure i didn't miss like it was like oh i feel like something happened like in the corner over there and I and I might have oh. missed it, so I'd like go back. So you do kind of have to like, yeah. I mean, you don't have to. It's still just like uh, a funny movie to watch. But there's so many like subtleties that um, you could miss if you're not ready for it. But uh, but yeah, there's hardly any dialogue, so it's um, very much similar to like you know a silent movie with like Chaplin or Buster Keaton, or even like it reminded me a, a lot of like an artsier Mr. Bean um and and i apparently mr bean rowan atkinson was uh inspired by tati a lot so it makes sense but uh yeah i think you'd like those there i think a couple of them are on hbo max cool and that's where i watched this one so yeah i actually watched a chaplain this week um i finally watched my copy of modern times (laughs) that i bought like (laughs) two or three years ago now i was like and like I know for sure I've never watched it because I it was still had to be unwrapped, you know, <laughs> like it still had the plastic <laughs> on it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that was like how you were describing uh, this film, like it, watching a late night, like eleven o'clock p.m. or ten o'clock p.m. Chaplin is pretty, pretty nice. Yeah, because it's mm. quiet. It's quiet, and then it's just you're, you know, you're just watching gags, and you have very you know nice music playing and stuff yeah there's very low stakes it's yeah it's uh yeah it's a good time <laughs> i would definitely recommend mon uncle yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i gotta get to it all right so 
we have lists today <laughs> be sure to we brought lists to class um and i think and we need to bang these these lists out john we do um but uh, at by uh 2 30 central time 2 30 central time so now it's almost one central time yeah That's my math so it's right. 12 52 central time which means it is it is 10 52 uh california right correct yeah early morning here yeah so we need <laughs> i'm so bad at math just two at 12 30 pacific pacifico 12 30 pacifico <laughs> <laughs> okay let's let's yeah let's 12 30 pacifico i'm i'm prepared you ready for that all right yeah yep. All right. Yeah. I think we can do it. Yeah. I honestly, you know, okay. I just had to make sure I'm trying to make room on my computer right now. Uh, you want to make sure we're set. Yeah. I want to make sure that once this is done recording, I'm going to have, I think I'll have enough room, but I wanted to make sure I wasn't oh, you deleting mean for the, for the audio. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Just Files. cause I usually delete the old episode we've done to, to yeah. make room even though I, I should have plenty of room but i wanted to make sure i didn't delete because i we still haven't gotten the cable guy episode out yet so i wanted to make sure i didn't de <laughs> i deleted the godfather right, one right. and not that yeah because right, these right, zoom right. these zoom files are, are pretty big but uh oh that that makes sense that makes sense <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i have trouble with um i have trouble with my mac space like a lot i like i i have I'm done with like the photos. Like I'm done using the Apple photo app. Cause it, when it runs, it's like, I'll spend oh five God, hours yeah. like uploading photos and editing them. Cause it moves so slow. And I'm like, if my computer was actually functioning well, I probably could have done this in an hour, but yeah. it took five hours <laughs> because of this computer. Yeah. And then it, it so. just, does yours get like super loud then too? Oh, really? No, oh yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah the heat the yeah the fan yeah the fan yeah drives me crazy yeah yeah um, and so i also had to buy cloud space um <laughs> yeah because it's for my paranoia which i was like holding off because it's 99 cents <laughs> and i <laughs> realized i realized like why the fuck am i holding off for 99 cents you get 50 gigabytes like buy that shit that is nice yeah I guess I, yeah, yeah, I, I, I haven't really done that yet. I was uploading to like a hard drive and like making it so much more difficult for myself. Yeah, I have, I have an external hard drive too, but I, I'm so lazy when it comes to actually like, like using it. I have stuff on there from like a year ago, but I haven't, I usually like once a year will spend time going through my computer and like adding yeah. stuff to it. But I just yeah. have fear of my like technology, like failing me and losing the important things that i make on right. you know that i do on all the technology <laughs> you know that's yeah. really it we rely yeah. on it so much yeah yeah so that's why i'm like oh thank god the, like you know how i thought of it too was i was watching creed <laughs> <laughs> and there's a scene it's actually it's like a really typical like modern comedy like thing but it actually works really well because um so Stallone writes these workouts for Michael B. Jordan to do when he's like still, you know, being difficult. He's playing hard to get on training him. Mm -hmm. And so he hands him the sheet of paper 
and Michael B takes a picture of it with his phone and then hands him the paper back and you know walks off and Stallone's like confused he's like you don't need this like the paper he's like no no I, I got it and then he holds up his phone and and he's and then Stallone's like um but uh you what if just in case what if just in case that thing breaks or something like that he's like it's in the cloud and he's like and then he walks away and Stallone's like what cloud <laughs> and he looks in the sky <laughs> it's pretty funny wow i yeah i am so mad that i haven't seen creed yet and uh oh, it's really okay. a travesty but creed now is now actually I an see amazing creed. an amazing movie it's like it's, one of those that that's all it's like the, it's like for me like the last jedi and where it's like at, like in one level you're like why the fuck are these people like <laughs> making this you know like they're it's all about money but then they got like a <laughs> director who just took it to like a whole nother level and ev- like the cast bought in and just mm-hmm. made it something great yeah yeah i, I love yeah, that I there's an old man bit about the cloud that's it's kind <laughs> yeah. of kind of hacky but kind of funny for well and that made me Stallone. think i'm like dude just upload your shit to the cloud <laughs> you know let the cloud do its thing yeah what would michael b jordan do yeah right yeah and so then the other thing i'm trying to do computer wise is separate it so my mac all my mac all i do on my mac is like chores and currently podcasting and like (laughs) right and main but mainly like writing so it's like all all i'm i'll be running is like writing applications so you know like the mac can the mac can do that and then i'm doing everything else on my pc everything everything else i'm just transferring it all over to there nice yeah yeah you're playing for playing for both teams there mac and pc yeah. right yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah well um, wait what's our what's our uh time our time again that we need uh, to 12 30 pacific so we should pacific. Uh, okay but it's only it's all we I, I didn't we didn't waste that much time with like as as i thought with that thread like it's only twelve fifty eight, and when i brought it up last the 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 time it was like twelve fifty four. Um oh yeah yeah <laughs> so anyways we have yeah. some we got some lists today um yes. we decided to talk about uh the top the we're like who knows if these are even this is you know we're not making any definitive statements here we're yeah. just bringing you know we're, we're just naming some movies today it's not like you know don't take our word for it i just thought it'd be fun to actually on like america day um to really dive deep into some Ameri- American movies because we've never done that. And I mean, for the most part, outside of, you know, John, who's ahead of us all watching Mon Uncle um, <laughs> with Jack Tati, we watch mostly American movies for like a lot yeah. of it. You know what I mean? Like uh, Spanglish is an American film and mm-hmm. uh, Notting Hill, Julia Roberts is an American actress. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> There's nothing and, uh, more American than Spanglish. Let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and like, I kind of just like, I don't know about you, but I, I just, my list is just very, like I, I ordered it like right before I got on the Zoom and I did not really think about the order at all. My list is just, I don't know, like it's very thrown together. It doesn't feel like I'm 
I'm not going for any consistent Same. theme here or anything mm -hmm. like, because there's so many directions you could go with this. I kind of just did the first ones that came to my mind, really. Um, I, uh, I, yeah, I, I tried to have some fun with this. It's definitely, I, I only know my number one, the, the rest <laughs> of the order. I'm just going to kind of go with my gut. Um, oh, but, oh, okay. So, oh, yeah. so you're just like, oh, okay. I actually wrote them down, but I, like, I basically went with my gut when I wrote them down, and I was like, is that really how I feel about these? I'm like, eh, what? Who cares? <laughs> you know? Um, and I, I also I actually think, go ahead. Okay, I was just gonna say that I think this is like an episode that can be like done over and over again because there are oh, so yeah. many fucking like that's an american movie you know like there's so many that you could just do this episode every year if you wanted yeah honestly yeah next year i'd probably have a completely different uh yeah different list yeah <laughs> <laughs> i did this think about top as... 10 american noir thrillers list <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i just go super super specific yeah <laughs> most american high school dramas yeah <laughs> yeah I, I thought about uh, like asking you like kind of like if you're going like in a certain direction, but I was like, no, let's, let's just see what naturally happens. Like I, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. I tried to pick some that like, and I don't necessarily have them in order because I picked them like this one is American because like X, Y, Z, like this one is American because like, right. Whatever. Yeah. And I, I, for a lot of them, I don't even know what I'm going to say. Why, I, you know, on why I picked it. So I'm just going to like, yeah, well, actually I kind of know. They're all movies I've seen a lot. <laughs> seen these movies a shit ton. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that'll uh, also be good. Yeah. I guess. Do you want to do the honors of starting us off? All right. Your, yeah. Let's. Your number ten. I'll do the. I'll do the honors. Yeah. I'm ready. Um. All right. So my number ten. This is a well, before very, before you before you do it. I'm I'm gonna like lose my mind if we actually have crossover. That'd oh, okay. be hilarious. I feel like my we number. Might, Who knows? Yeah, that yeah, it, yeah, because I have no clue what the hell you're picking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my number 10 is I just feel like this is the most obvious thing, um, at least to me, maybe not to others. And um, because this is a movie that I grew up with, and I don't think ever, everyone necessarily did, but my number 10 is The Patriot with Mel Gibson, directed by Roland Embrick. And even though I, you got to have a Mel Gibson one in a way on your list, even though he's not an American guy. He's one of the most American actors that's ever existed, you know, just everything he's ever done. And then with this movie, he just like, you know, really like beats that nail on the head as he plays like a colonial, Amer you know, colonial American who's being probably very stretched a very stretched view of history on how the British were possibly oppressing uh, the Americans. This is probably the most stretched, stretch Hollywood view of the Revolutionary War you could have. Um, but as a kid, this movie is just something that I wanted to rewatch every fucking day because I loved the Revolutionary wow. War. I loved like, I loved just reading the Revolutionary War section in my you know, U.S. history book um, in school, which if, I mean, usually that section is one-sided enough of a view of history and not layered enough of a view of history to watch The Patriot as a kid and be like, whoa, 
this must this must have actually all happened <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. like total this guy had three sons <laughs> well he had two <laughs> he had two sons and then draco malfoy's dad killed them <laughs> like a dick and then mel gibson killed him on the battlefield and heath ledger was there <laughs> and <laughs> this all happened yeah Yeah, and chris cooper was there it's like i I, it's so this movie's so ridiculous but it's also just i mean you gotta have it as on an american list because like fucking mel gibson grabs a flag in the middle of a battle and runs with the american flag as everyone in the on the side is struggling to believe in this what are we doing? What are we even fighting for? And like, he doesn't yell freedom, but he, he doesn't even yell anything. He basically just says, we're fighting for this new nation, you know, by grabbing the American flag and and killing all these British guys with it and flying it around the battlefield. Yeah. It's, I mean, if you're looking for like the most, I mean, Roland Emmerich is known for just like American propaganda movies. Like, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, I could have also said Independence, Independence Day. Independence Day, yeah. But since he has one literally called The Patriot with Mel Gibson on the cover with like a blended, like, and he's kind of blended with the American flag <laughs> on the cover, like, and he yeah. loses both his sons <laughs> to the British. And he mur- he goes on a murderous rampage. Like that is just Amer- American as fuck, man. Yeah. 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 That's a that's a great pick. I, the Patriot is always like that just screams like uh cable movie, like TNT. Like yeah, I, I yeah, honestly yeah. I say this way too much, but I don't think I've uh seen the Patriot like straight through beginning to end. Oh, I think okay. I've seen like all of it in chunks being on tv but uh yeah it, it i do get that rush of like yeah we're this is america you know we're oh and the score, the, the score the is like really well done too and it's also very a very Amer. it speaks like being patriotic you know mm-hmm. yeah and the, the score kind of goes like very like triumphant yeah it's in that genre of just like early 2000s movies where they just had big ass battle scenes that did not hold back on the violence that sort of thing like last Mm -hmm. samurai sort of shit um which is also a very flawed film um (laughs) that i probably like a lot more than the patriot i would say as a kid, The Patriot was one of my most like favorite movies. I watched it all the time. If I ever had a friend over, I was watching The Patriot. Now um, I now I pro I, I would say I I would go as far as I don't like it. <laughs> 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 like it's fu- it's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> because you've seen it too much now, or because it no hasn't no aged because well. like yeah, it has not aged well. Mm-hmm. I have a very different. Um, I have very different view- viewpoints now than I did when I was in seventh grade. And I just don't agree with the Patriots take on the revolutionary war or any of it. It's fun. It's fun, but it's just so stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But Hey, that that's America. So, so yeah, fun. That's but why also I had to so also stupid. have it on. Cause it yeah. is so stupid. Like at the end, 
there's this like so there's this slave character in the movie who like he puts in his he like joins the military because um i think like it says if you if you fight for uh the army you'll you'll be free you you have to put in a certain amount of months but then you earn your freedom and so this guy this Mm -hmm. poor slave is just there always like getting treated like shit by everyone and like you know there you know they're all being racist towards him he's just like he's just like i gotta put in another another eight months and he's just like (laughs) saying that all the time and at the end on the battlefield he's like i got another four more months to go before i get to 12 months (laughs) and and then at the end of the movie he like builds a home for mel gibson that's like he's finally free and he's like we figured we'd start on your home And, and like they all build a home for him and that's like how the movie ends it's fucking weird and mel gibson also i'm spoiling a lot of this movie for you but also mel gibson ends up with his like his uh deceased wife's sister in it (laughs) and (laughs) he and his family just seems at the end is just like weirdly depleted because he lost both two of his sons and now he's with his wife's sister it's just like what the fuck that's like and, uh... he, and you've watched him kill so many people brutally <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he brutally kills so many people in this like, movie yeah he's like deranged yeah he is that's he's like... an insane murderous psychopath in this movie that's like the uh the bidens now though because uh i think hunter biden married his brother's widow wow because his brother Bo died and then it was Trump later, going, trying to go after him for that. And the, I might've heard that in the, debate. he's probably been made fun of for that. Yeah. 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 Which it is kind of, it is kind of weird. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Biden is weird. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. The family is weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's my number 10. I, I shouldn't talk nice. more about the Patriot for time's sake, even though I probably nice. could. I, I'm, I'm genuinely like surprised that that was your movie. Like, one of your movies growing up like i, I just wouldn't expect <laughs> that for someone <laughs> the patriot to be someone's like one of their favorite movies growing up yeah yeah it's weird funny. um all right you know for, for my number 10 i'm gonna go a similar a similar route and i wish i i wish i had seen this more recently but it's honestly it's probably been at least 10 years since i've seen it but i felt like this was a good one to fit in um top gun that's my number 10 yeah i thought about putting this one on there too um yeah i, I it's this... a movie i need to rewatch in order to really really talk about it because i feel like i haven't seen it in years Same, um, yeah but whenever i see it on tv i'm like i i like tune in for a little bit i'm like i gotta watch right? some of this i'm like fuck yeah top gun yeah exactly yeah yeah i ha- i haven't seen it in like 10 years probably but it's still always like all the things that stick into my head are like the american things like uh, yeah yeah i mean just it's it's a typical like 80s movie with this like 80s yeah. rock music throughout there's something you know, about Danger like Zone. an 80s movie too that feels very like, american it yeah. feels so yeah american as fuck yeah and and tom cruise in the 80s too tom cruise like... tony scott one of tony scott's first movies yeah it's american mm-hmm. american as hell yeah, that's, I don't have like too much, uh, too much to say about Top Gun because yeah, it's been a while. But like, I feel like it had such an impact on like popular culture too. 
and like there's so many references to it but i feel like it's very american like i can't imagine and i have no knowledge on this at all but i can't imagine it's like a super popular movie in like other countries maybe maybe europe just for like that the action yeah. movie aspect of it but it feels very much like an american yeah movie. and it's like our parents like grew up with it and like they all like kind of remember the time when top gun you know was my mom's favorite movie you know? of all time yeah really your yeah. mom's favorite movie my mom's wow. favorite movie yeah and she says that and she like stands by it and stuff she 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 brags about that a lot and I've, i gotta tell you i don't think i've ever seen her watch top gun <laughs> but when movies I, but when movies come up your mom says top gun oh, oh. top gun favorite movie hands of all down. time yeah hands down yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know it was probably you know it's probably a lot of nostalgic it, it came out i know i mean i believe before. i believe her i just think it's i just think it's a funny thing for uh a person and a also a, as a mom of my friends to say you <laughs> yeah, know yeah. Just, yeah hey it was it was you know the time before she had children it was the 80s you know right i know my parents love top gun i know my uncle loves top gun and like i was just actually talking to my um uncle over some break over breakfast earlier and which i don't know why that's like a funny thing yeah right (laughs) 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 i don't know why um i thought that was funny but um we were talking about like the theater and he said that his most anticipated movie to see in the theater was, is, is Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. The um, new one. Which yeah. actually I really want to fucking see in theater too. Cause every teaser they show is like, Whoa, you know, it's really like, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like crazy shots <laughs> and <laughs> something you got to see in the theater. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Looks like it could be a lot better than the first, than the original. Yeah, who knows? I'm or at least like I'm, different. Like they're going like a Mission Impossible, like authentic, like action route. You know, when Top Gun is more like almost I don't know. It's like it feels almost like playing an old video game or something like that. Like just it just works differently. You know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So I'll definitely have to rewatch before. Oh, before me, the too. New one. me too. Me mm-hmm. too. And I think when I rewatch it, I'm gonna really dig it. You know, oh, there yeah. was like a long time where i was like man top gun and movies like such a corny movie you know <laughs> and um i think i'm at a point now where like i love that cheese you know i love i'm gonna love watching up. like tom cruise and all these shirtless guys playing volleyball and with the 80s music and watching tom mm-hmm. cruise flirt with his instructor in a very like not okay way but like it works in this movie <laughs> in this movie because it's tom gun you know and it's and it's weird and sexist all the time so it's fine and um hey that's america yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, everything I'm saying about like the pro- problem, problem, like the problems with these movies, you're like, it's America, man. Hey, yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah. All right. So yeah, it's top gun. Yeah, nice. that's number ten. All right, my number nine is uh, Doctor Strangelove. Oh, very nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, this movie always just kind of like, like I'm going the very typical, like, you know, fuck America, man, route with this <laughs> one, which is really something I was like, I wanted to be careful, like, because I feel like I do that, like, too much in general, 
And so I, I didn't want my whole list to be like, fuck America, man. I wanted to yeah. have like very like, you know, I wanted to have like fun things and typical things and blah, blah, blah. But like with Dr. Strange Love is I'm like clearly going with just, um, you know, that fuck America satirical, uh, you know, edge that this movie has. Um, yeah. And I, I also think just the fact that, uh, you know, like you know george c scott's in this movie and uh it's all about the fact that america was really just obsessed with threatening others with their big dick nuclear bombs is just like Mm -hmm. it's one of the best satires on um america that's been done um i mean and if you when you have sterling hayden in any movie um that just ups its american identity right there um Mm -hmm. and I, I mean, Sterling Hayden is amazing and everything, but, um, and I have yet to, I have to go down more of his movies for sure, but this is my favorite Sterling Hayden roles, especially, and, and just as the crazy army general, um, it's one of the best, it's one of the best like American uh, characters, I think, uh, just him, those low angle shots of him sitting there with a cigar and holding that machine gun in the office and, <laughs> Um, like the fact that there's a constant battle going on while Peter Sellers is just freaking out and they're like wondering what, what he's stumbled into. Um, yeah, like I just love, I, I love anything that really goes after, um, uh, the American idea of, uh, I don't know that like, there's a, you know, that, that, that there was a propaganda, like positive, like outlook on war that really shouldn't have have never been the thing yeah. in the 20th, uh, 20th century. And, uh, and this is like one of the first waves of those kind of movies that came in the countercultural, um, all, all the co- countercultural films that came out in the 60s and 70s. Uh, and it was done by a British dude. Uh, yeah, who, right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dr. Strangelove. Yeah, nice. yeah, that's, that's a, that's a great one. Definitely. Uh definitely a good one to have there i i have a good mix of my list too of like sort of like fuck america and go america and america <laughs> yeah and america yeah that um, one is not on my list but it could have been like not that i good yeah just thought of it now yeah mm-hmm. uh nice all right mm, for my number nine for my number nine i'll go with the breakfast club oh wow this one's surprising this this one i tried to throw a a curveball in there because i was just thinking of like what are what are things that i feel like are so american and i remember talking to um talking to someone in when i was in germany um at like the school i was at and they were saying and they were talking about how like they were asking if like american high schools are really like what they are in the movies and everything and <laughs> yeah, it made yeah. me realize that like um, like america like the u.s does high school movies probably more than any other country and like that's the best like, a the thing. high school movie ever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah like that's like such like a uh an american thing is like the move the high school dramas um where it's like high school just seems like the worst thing ever 
And I feel like so it's one of those like, movies too where people go like, "Do you, have you seen The Breakfast Club? It blew my mind." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, that guy wasn't going to be German, but he is now since he brought up the German story. But I, I even like in an American thing, it's like, "Have you seen The Breakfast Club? That movie yeah. like spoke to me, man." Yeah, you know, man, that sort of it's thing. about me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I just I I picked The Breakfast Club because it was I felt like a John Hughes and again another '80s movie. But like a John Hughes '80s movie, set in Chicago, just that feels so American too. Yeah, yeah, so, and, and he always like has very like... American characters. You know, like mm-hmm. I mean, John Candy is such an American, American Midwestern guy. And there's something about mm-hmm. the Midwest that I think we hold a nostalgic American feeling by being Midwesterners, really. Yeah, yeah, and I feel like like the Midwest in the '80s was like. There's so many, so many more like just movies set there. Uh, yeah, I think, you know, and just and, it, and there, it's great stuff for like the everyman American is mm-hmm. are those like '80s like '80s like John Hughes things and uh, Bill Murray things back then. You know, they were really yeah, appealing right. to uh, the everyman, not just like someone who lived in like New York or LA or just some like someone who lives in like you know a real place. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so that's that's why I went with the Breakfast Club. I tried to try to think about what uh, is a very like American thing, and I've yeah, like the high school movie is right. very American, and yeah, I feel like the Breakfast Club is kind of like the the big one. Mm-hmm. At least you know it's it's one of the, the top tier high school movies that people. Bring yeah, up. I would say yeah. if I had to pick what was the most highly regarded high school movie, would be that one for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's um, my number nine. So that's a very down to earth one. Um, yes. My next one is really very not down to earth. Uh, Out of this just world. Like, <laughs> just like my other ones. <laughs> like, <laughs> like the fucking Patriot. <laughs> yeah. Um, my number eight is of the Fast and the Furious franchise. Oh. And it is the number, it is the fifth installment, Fast which five. is Fast Five. Yes. <laughs> Um, so not only is, uh, Fast Five a heist movie, uh, like it's, I, it's the only one that revolves entirely on one heist. Um, and, and the heist movie is a very American thing. It's almost, I think it's like maybe the third American genre where you're like, all right, you got to have that on an American movie list, like Western and noir or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I went with this one because there's just something a very American about a heist movie with a bunch of like very like not great actors, but are like in a superficial way, very good on screen, you know, and it's done. And like the superficial side of these actors is like taken to an absurd level in a movie that is a and in like films that are mainly just about fucking like cars and women and coronas and and as vin diesel said like and and as vin diesel says very like under his breath family you know like family and like there's just some about too about vin the name vin diesel and vin diesel like the way he talks and acts and what the way he's trying to be so dramatic but is really just like so laughably bad always um but yet at the same time i think fast five is a great movie 
um mm-hmm. and it's super fun every time i watch it and it's and it's uh it's very much about uh like um like a like a rags to riches story too because they're all like in it to steal like a hundred million dollars and so at the end when the heist is pulled off in a very insane fashion there's like a big montage of just the whole crew like you know using all their money and like it's and and it's like it's very materialistic and it's very like like of course this is why this you know you know this movie's popular because like you know it, like it's a you know it's it it's very much appealing to mainstream audiences like because you know that's like with the music and um the materialism and all the you know the women's butts in every shot and stuff like that but like every time that end montage shows all these like characters um like using their money um and as stupid as like and and like as ludicrous ludicrous is on screen uh sometimes there's like a watching them like you know pull out their like expensive cars they bought with the money is always just like makes me happy for some reason and uh yeah i don't know it's just like it's american as hell in like a modern very in a super modern sense uh because because i don't know classically american movies aren't really made anymore they're only like absurd or like remakes or something like that so yeah yeah, we kind of live in a weird time now so i thought i'd bring pull out something from today that i am very into and that is also very american yeah that's a great pick that's definitely i mean that's like the biggest one of the biggest american movie franchises right now yeah yeah i can't it's really like impressive how long it's been relevant yeah and and there's some too about like every like ethnicity is like very into fast and the furious you know it's like a very diverse fan base so when you're in the theater it's also like like asian people love fast and the furious black people love fast and the furious um and like latino latino people love fast and the furious so it's just yeah it's got that melting pot like fan base as well Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's definitely i don't know it's uh i i feel like there's this I'm, i'm stumbling but i feel like fast five was almost like the movie that kept it like kept it going in a way because it yeah was it revived like, it and then it pushed yeah. it to like it the modern like superhero like aspect that they're all like just mm-hmm. not, they're not even drivers anymore now, now they're like espionage like superheroes yeah. so like the yeah. sixth one fully takes it to that level next yeah i i yeah i think i would like even you know as a younger person i was getting like tired of the fast and furious movies and it seemed like society in a way was but then yeah fast five came out and everybody yeah. was saying so many good things yeah. about it yeah that's uh yeah now fast and furious nine is out F9. i know <laughs> i need to go i actually want to go to the theater pretty badly for it yeah i haven't seen that yet yeah uh nice yeah that's fast it five. um all right you know what i'm gonna since i didn't order mine i'm gonna kind of go off uh, try to relate to what you what you said <laughs> and i'll go with another driving movie um and you know another another american thing that i think of besides the high school movie is also the road trip movie and 
So this one I went with Driving Miss Daisy. <laughs> for for a few reasons. One, it's got uh uh I mean it's it's this movie set in this time where I I can't I actually can't even remember what time period it's set, like the the fifties or something, fifties or sixties, I don't know. But um, you know, it's it's this classic road trip movie. And on top of that, you have white people trying not to be racist. And what is more, you, you have white people trying to be racist and succeeding and, and, and white failing people. At, failing at it incredibly. Yes. And white people trying not to be racist. I like racist, what Martin but Luther being, King's doing. Yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah. So I feel like it's it's so, uh, oh, whoops, it's so yeah, Miss American. Miss Day, Daisy's just feeling herself in that scene. Like, I think Martin Luther King has some uh, good ideas. <laughs> It's like, oh wow, we should all let's all applaud uh yeah. Miss Daisy for her progressive thinking. What what yeah. a what a weird fucking movie to watch at eleven PM. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was and maybe I, even later. It was maybe even later. And then with all the did. movies on HBO Max, that's what we went with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I kinda I kinda love that that's what we we went with yeah that, i don't um, remember how the score goes but i do remember it just like ending and the scores going as it had been like throughout the movie and i was just like what the fuck was that <laughs> again one of those like cheesy 80s scores right. yeah that's uh very outdated now um yeah and just yeah i i almost i couldn't decide between this or green book but i feel like this was like the you know the uh the og it's the more yeah, it, it for sure is. Um, because that yeah, Green Book is also like, uh, more indirectly, it's like the it's like Peter Fairley, the filmmaker, is trying to show that they're not racist by being to wrestle racist. with his yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I felt like this. This is kind of my like fuck you, America. I forgot mix. that Hans Zimmer did this score. Oh my god, did he? That's right trying to i want to find that like oh Oh, yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) (laughs) like just that Uh, music mixed with like the lack of real drama in this in this film and then like morgan freeman's ridiculously overacted like you know, over, like the accent that is just too much, just all of that together. Like this, I just felt very weird watching it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, and that, that music that you just played, like that just reminds me of like a teacher in elementary school rolling yeah, the big yeah, TV and we're about to watch yeah. some shitty VHS on yeah. being kind to strangers or something. Yeah. It's, uh, right. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. So this is, uh, yeah, this is this is one of my not so Miss good America. Day- Miss Daisy, you ain't doing nothing, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Oh my god. Uh, it, it's like I actually heard. Um, uh, I was watching some comedian, and they were talking about how, like, why are so many movies from like the like the eighties, nineties, like this person is um this complete opposite and this person is like the complete opposite of that like on two different ends whoa how do they relate like it's like right right it's like so well miss daisy is like just like yeah yeah i mean she's just the worst Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Hey, but she thinks she thinks Martin Luther King is our is an all right guy. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah. All right. So that's uh, that's that. <laughs> all right. So we're on seven now. Um, my number seven is a movie that's been brought up a lot, and so now I'm kind of questioning why I'm bringing it up again. I could have picked something else, but my number <laughs> seven is Blowout. Oh, nice. Yeah. I would not have yeah. thought of this. Yeah. I, I I mean, yeah, man. It's another like like Doctor Strange Love. It's like the fuck America, anti-America, you know, like anti-cultural movement. But this one's mm-hmm. just this one's done so masterfully that it's almost like I think it's not only like a popular movie that everyone likes and you know, it's just super entertaining and blah, blah, blah. But I also think it it holds like social commentary on the country it does it very subtly but also brilliantly to where you get you are able to um grasp more and more of it with multiple viewings like there's just so much about the media so much so much about the media and then like at the end when the in the final like action scene um uh, like the the de- the killing scene where John Travolta runs up there, there's like an American like flag like behind yeah. him the whole time, and fireworks playing as I think it is the Fourth of July or New Year's or something. I um, I think it's Fourth of July because I remember him driving through like the parade. Yeah, and I and feel it's like a crazy, it was all like, yeah. American stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and and that just one shot alone, um, as the tragedy occurs. Um, after all this Hitchcock thriller shit um, mm-hmm. that is really just kind of splooshed with really dark, like 70s De Palma stuff. But like just that final shot alone, it's like, wow, you know, it's just so yeah. profound um, and also very, very American in a very dark way. Um, so I just had to have something like that. And, and, tra- and it's like and it's also got like a classically like dashing travolta in it too and probably his best performance who i think is gotta be on the you know on the top list of most american actors that have ever been yeah, you know mm-hmm. so yeah nice that's, that's a great pick yeah i definitely wouldn't have thought of that but that's yeah that's a that's a good one i'm impressed yeah <laughs> um cool all right for my for my next one, I'll go with. Okay, I'll go with uh, another one that's kind of out of left field, but uh, it's Rio Bravo. Oh, and yeah, I thought about this one too. Nice, yeah. I, first, I thought like I feel like a western. You know, that's very American. Yeah, yeah. Like, what's a good like American western? And since Rio Bravo was in a way made as a response to like anti-American, what? john wayne thought was like anti-american um um i guess it was it was in response to high noon which john wayne yeah, called like yeah. the most un-american thing because of the sheriff who um you know it's anti-mccarthyism and all this stuff um so and politically i'm almost i'm on more on high noon's side but i like rio bravo the movie better um oh yeah, but yeah it's yeah it's all, all sort of commentary against um like communism and 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 basically all for um 
Yeah, it's it's the the sheriff of this really, town. Yeah, which I don't really care about when I'm watching this too. I'm just kind of like enjoying yeah. the vibe. You know exactly. Yeah, it's like when I when yeah. I see a western, I do want to see something more like Rio Bravo, where they're like taking control. They're like, yeah, we're gonna fight for this town, like this is ours. Um, yeah, and you know, so the sheriff like is all like gung ho about it, rather than mm-hmm. being being like who I would relate to more as a person like Gary Cooper and high noon, where he's more like he's dealing with a lot of, uh, you know, stress from the whole situation and, and how to be like, uh, how to be right about it. But Rio Bravo is like, fuck yeah, let's go. Like, you know, um, and it also, I mean, it starts John Wayne, who is classic all American, yeah. like gotta Western have him on guy. this list. I, I have him coming mm-hmm. up later. Yeah, and, uh, and and Howard Hawks, arguably the yep. you know one of the best American directors ever, and and then you got Dean Martin too. Oh yeah, one of the yeah. biggest American performers of twentieth. What's century, funny? So. Um, what was I? What was I listening to recently? Uh, I feel like I've just t- heard some random things, and it was probably there's something to do with the Godfather episode in like about Sinatra and Dean Martin and I I heard I was watching something in there talking about like I don't know Sinatra being having a more flawed like career like a, a view mm-hmm. like his his view in the public and Dean Martin was more so the like perfect like one in the eyes of the public you know yeah. I don't know I was like I was watching something about like oh dude it was on Anthony Bourdain parts I was known. just gonna ask that yeah, yeah it was on like the Vegas episode that's why there was it like yeah. they're in like the this like basement bar yeah they're in that old school vegas where he's like this is the way vegas used to be and we do it then like the girl that's how they do it in there is like taking you back to old vegas where music was like that and stuff like that and it's it's great because yeah it's great because mm-hmm. bourdain's like i why don't why you know we bought all this tokyo stuff and paris and stuff like that and they're trying to recreate the whole world why don't we have an, something for old vegas he's like i would go there you know yeah 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 um yeah that's where why i was thinking about that yeah nice. yeah because uh, they, they talk he talks a lot about like the people who used to only perform in vegas and how sinatra has like um i don't know he just he had you know he i don't know just i think he made some mistakes and so mm-hmm. yeah yeah that, I, I think in there's a few episodes where he talks about like frank sinatra versus dean martin because he's he's like very passionate he's, he's into that, that like, sort of thing yeah yeah he's very he's very much like a dean martin fan and like anti-sinatra because he's he talks about like how sinatra was all about like the uh like a like the appearance like he wanted to seem like the coolest coolest guy right. and everything where right. dean martin just was like he didn't just, have to yeah he's just authentic well, and just and i think it. maybe that relates to the godfather and how johnny Fontaine. we were talking about johnny, johnny Fontaine, Fontaine could be sinatra and that sort of thing yeah 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 definitely yeah so that that all ties together but yeah that's well so all right so <laughs> now we did blowout and rio bravo back to back i'm just noticing yeah we so did, we got yeah. our like we got our like American like Tarantino movies out. We out did. There. Yeah. I, am I wrong? Did we? I feel like we did back in the day. We did an we episode on like both of these movies. At the same, <laughs> yeah, same episode. Yeah, now we're bringing yeah. them up again. Yeah. <laughs> hey, great movies. <laughs> right. All right. So number six for me is a Scorsese, uh, The Wolf of Wall Street. 
Oh, this was this was on my list, and I replaced it with something else. But it, yeah, yeah, nice. I I didn't want to like do it. like as typical of a Scorsese. Um, even though this is what is I don't know, this is like a typical one too. Everything is because everything <laughs> he does is great, and everyone loves it. So, yeah. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I, like I I chose this one because for various reasons. One, it's like just you know just the hilarious american satire that it, to me it clearly is um uh the way that it splits audiences into three groups um the group that sees it as a satire which in my opinion is the right group and yes, <laughs> because <yeah>. it is <laughs> and then then there's the people who are disgusted by it like oh no <laughs> <You know? laughs> oh lord <laughs> Miss Daisy. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah, Miss Daisy would, yeah, for sure. That's that's very true. And then third, the like group of people that were like, you know, they saw Leo in this movie as like, you know, they are like, who are watching it like they are those stockbrokers in Leo's office watching him make those speeches. They are literally. There's a whole group of people who saw that movie and were like all right yeah let's go get the money no. for jordan now you know like yeah like who finance bros are, yeah who yeah who fall into that whole yeah and they use it for finance money making motivation and i'm sure it's like probably watched at like um which to me i like i mean it's in a way it's that's that's disgusting but i think that is like a whole layer to this movie that makes it one of scorsese's best is that it really reached it really like affected people on that many different levels and especially also like was so like good and authentic that it, it like continues to probably like you know fuel wall street in a way yeah you know mm -hmm. it's like a like a cinematic like it's a thing that's you know cinematic um like like motivation for like probably current stockbrokers and stuff like that you know like who are watching are like this is fucking awesome <laughs> yeah you know like <laughs> it's, um, it's it just it's like how um the bruce springsteen song born in the usa is all like criticizing america but then people like trump and other like politicians will use it as like a like they don't right, get right, the actual right. context it of is. it so yeah, it's like the same yeah. thing yeah and there are plenty of already like stockbroker movies and there's plenty of like like movies where we're like we tried to make it rich but we were too greedy greed you know blah 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 mm -hmm. but like only scorsese can make one that like really like fuels others to like try to make money you know yeah like mm -hmm. it's yeah that this movie is just insane for that I, I watched a bunch of interviews um oh, not a bunch i watched like a couple like you know how like in fran lebowitz's like uh documentary there's like scorsese's like sitting there like laughing all the time yeah if if you which is all which is so great um, oh yeah if you ever watch uh inter like there's charlie rose interviews on the wolf of wall street with leo and marty and they're just kind of going over like you know the shooting the scenes and like how they shot them and like what leo does in the scenes and leo leo and marty are really like turning on their like 
you know, their, their funny side, of course, because they had to for this whole movie, but they really are in the interview too. Like Marty, like that Marty's talking about like something that Leo does in the scene. Like, I don't know, like stiffs, stiffs Coke out of her ass or like tries to get in a car or whatever, you know, the million ridiculous things that Leo does in this movie. And Marty's just laughing his ass off like the whole time. And you know, you know what is how great his laugh is too. So it's, it's pretty, yeah, it's pretty worth watching. Nice. I'm going to check that out. Yeah. Yeah. That was one of the best parts of pretend it's a city is just how um, it's great to have a guy like Marty around who will just laugh really. He doesn't need to be the funny guy. He'll just laugh along with everything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, cause Fran, Fran is really funny, but like you could tell that Marty specifically thought she thinks she's just like the funniest fucking person everything she said yeah 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 like whenever she was getting to her point of whatever he was like he he just yeah he he died of laughter so yeah yeah (laughs) yeah oh nice yeah it's the wolf of wall street Nice. Also, Wolf. Also, Wolf of Wall Street has lots of booze and drugs, and Margaret yeah. Robbie plays the most classical, like American hot girl, in like probably yeah. one of the like in the best way. You know, like like mm-hmm. I'm being serious about this. Like yeah, she's no, actually know, like really, she's like phenomenal as like being that classic American hot girl, like an object of desire in this. And she's like what, like 22 fucking years old. It's like insane. She looks like a fucking woman. Um, and also there's a lot of, uh, blues (laughs) in the soundtrack. There's a lot of blues, like the movie opens and it's literally like, (laughs) you know, and it, and it works in like a modern movie, which had like a super modern movie, which has so many young people seen it and had Kanye West in the trailer, you know, it it made like blues feels as relevant as ever in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this this movie was huge, and Margot Robbie did like blow up after. Yeah, after this, and also Leo is one of the most American actors too. Like, so like American mm-hmm. Hollywood. Like, there's a scene in Titanic where Leo asks, um, "Yes, it's when they he first meets Kate Win- Winslet's character." Uh, and Rose, yeah, he, yeah, Rose, of course. And <laughs> he he says, "You ever been to Wisconsin?" And it's one of those scenes where you're like, "Leo, you've never been to Wisconsin." Like you, like <laughs> what are you talking he, about? He looks, yeah. he looks like a dude who's like lived in like California his whole fucking life. Like you, why would yeah. Leo DiCaprio go to Wisconsin? Yeah, he's like, he's like only I ever been ice, in Malibu. I yeah. do ice fishing in Wisconsin. Like the only time Leo would go <laughs> to Wisconsin don't. is if he's shooting a movie with like someone huge in Wisconsin. Yeah. I don't they're think anyone filming, huge shoots in Wisconsin. They're filming like a mob a mob movie set in the 30s where they have to like go from Chicago to Wisconsin and like hide out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'd be the only reason, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's yeah. it on the Wolf, nice. Wolf of Wall Street for me. Very nice. Um, okay, my number six then. Uh, I'll go with uh, Rocky kind of related to what we talked about early but uh yeah rocky i mean you could have also gone with uh whichever is the one where he um uh with the soviet guy yeah rocky four rocky four yes yes you could have gone with that one too i haven't i haven't seen that one in a long time but uh but rocky one i just went with because it's just the classic like um underdog 
classic underdog story and not only that but just like a, a old school sports movie um, right with another you know italian a big italian american actor sylvester stallone right um yeah it's like it's like such a big like american cultural icon that they have a statue for him in philadelphia yep in a um, very american city uh very american city yeah and they have and they have like a dude who's playing like a muhammad ali type in it um mm-hmm. and it's kind of like and there's like a whole like i probably read this somewhere but there's like a whole thing about how like there's a, a guy playing muhammad ali, like a muhammad ali type who was a very like radical you know guy at the time for an old school american you know type and then you have rocky come out and he's fighting muhammad ali uh, this muhammad ali type he's just very like old school like just trying to make it you know working class like rocky lives like rocky lives like on you know on a lower side of town you can tell as he's like walking home from mm-hmm. uh training and stuff and I know there's just something about that and especially in the time period this came up it was like it was actually this was like like now it feels so like you know maybe not so not so unique but like in the 70s this was like compared to like all like everything like the movie brats are doing and all this stuff like Rocky was like a very different thing to come out at the time and uh and yeah and it was very critically received too yeah yeah for sure yeah, and uh, I just, did he win I, best screenplay or whatever? I think so. Yeah, one, yeah, one something. Yeah, um, it, it's also one of the most American scores ever, and yes. like yeah, the score amazing. that they kind of reuse in every other Rocky after comes from this one. Um, mm-hmm. And there is something so lovable as like as Stallone and Bal- Balboa in this role, and it's very personal, and it's, um, yeah. Yeah, he's kind of he's just like the the everyman, you know. He's like he's yeah, it's Joe one the, of the plumber, yeah. One of the great everyman American roles for sure. Yeah, and, and American like, no, you know, like not only the way he talks, but like also just, just like his, <laughs> you know, just the fact that he's not smart but genuine. You know, it's it's like yeah. actually, it's like not like you know, it's done right and well and deserves to be around and that like unlike the Forrest Gump shit <laughs> of the world. Mm um but yeah just like his whole like in creed like i mentioned before creed he's always like hey how you doing that's him the whole movie he's just like how you doing <laughs> <laughs> that's very american yeah 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 how you doing yeah. uh yeah yeah that's rocky yeah all right my number five uh all right this i think will be a curveball for you Ooh, because right. we never talk about these kinds of movies on the podcast and if we do it's not good usually Ooh. so my number five is the og avengers wow yeah uh, yeah totally makes sense when you said that i was like what don't we talk about really but yeah that's never marvel movies. marvel yeah never marvel movies and i'm totally i am so okay with that i'm so happy that we don't ever like how few marvel movies come up because (laughs) like i mean yeah i'm just happy that you're not this big marvel head because this would not 
probably work as much because yeah. <laughs> you'd be like so i think captain marvel fits into the trilogy more yeah. i can't wait for the next phase you know well, really like, winter soldier straight away from the comic book material because it didn't tie into his whole theme with the winter soldier and captain Mer- yeah like i yeah well you're like me like you you didn't watch know. a single one of the shows did you like all the no, shows I, that came out this year that everyone WandaVision like people and- yeah, people have been telling me, did you see Captain America? What is it? What is it called? Is it Winter Soldier, the series uh, or whatever? Um, yeah. I think it's, it's Falcon and the Winter Soldier is the that's series. It. Yeah, and yeah. People have been telling me how good it is and blah, blah, blah. And I'm and I always say, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm never going to watch that. I <laughs> like I just don't get take into a, it. Yeah. Like it'll take like me to fall in love with like a girl and <laughs> me like. <laughs> And for our relationship, like I have to watch this, these shows with her, then fine. But yeah. other than that, I am not watching that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Luckily, I'm at a point uh, in my relationship where we watch things separately, which is nice and, and stuff together, obviously. Because Carly's but... watching all the Marvel. <laughs> She's all, uh, all such all a Marvel, Marvel head. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> She's reading all the comic books. I can't get her out of the books, you know? <laughs> she never pays attention to me she's always just watching marvel stuff yeah no i uh yeah, yeah i but just i don't all, like all i these shows i haven't seen a marvel movie like the new ones that i really really like hated but i just don't i don't really get into i don't them. hate any of them i don't dislike any of them i'm just like i don't the think hype, about them. i'm not in on the hype they don't come up in my mind and when they come up for someone else i start to be like hmm that's interesting that you yeah. are into this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I forget, and I forget that they're into it. I'm like, of all the things you could watch, you're watching uh, the first Avenger again. Hmm. <laughs> oh my! One of my roommates like, in college, I I really like him. He's a, he's a great guy, but his favorite movie, and he's not even like a big comic book guy, but his favorite movie is the Avengers. And I swear, through the three years I lived with him, I saw him watching the Avengers like eight or nine times right and it's just like there are so many other things out there yeah it's yeah like people have been telling me to watch these marvel shows like i'm trying i'm here trying to watch the nick with by steven soderbergh <laughs> like <laughs> that's what i started watching that's actually a show i started watching this week and that is a very different thing from a marvel show yeah. and it's i and must say it's, it's pretty fucking good so far too i haven't seen is that with um uh god what's Clive his Owen. name Clive Owen, yeah, I love and, Clive Owen. Yeah, he's um, great. This, I, I don't want. I want to be able to say this guy's name because he's a pretty relevant actor right now. Um, with uh, Andre Andre Holland, who is in, you've seen him. He's in Moonlight. He's in High Flying Bird, also with Steven Soderbergh. In Moonlight, he is oh, the yeah. uh, the guy who cooks for uh, the guy who cooks for uh, Trevante. Yeah, is he like his like his best friend from like when they were little? Yeah, like the guy who has that gay moment with. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure that's, uh, yeah, that's him. So he's and then the he's like the main guy in High Flying Bird, like the Asian yeah. So yeah, so he's one of the best dudes right now, really, especially mm-hmm. with being in this in the Nick too. Uh, so yeah, highly highly recommend the Nick. But I gotta talk. I gotta cut back and talk about the Avengers oh, after yeah. <laughs> we just bashed Marvel people, <laughs> which is, sounds weird. But actually the original the the first avengers i've seen a lot and i saw it in theaters and it was a huge deal 
seeing this in theaters. Like I saw it with a yeah. friend of mine from high school and we were like, we were like, it was epic as fuck. Like we've never, you've never seen this many superheroes. Now it's like, okay, every single movie is a montage of superheroes work together and they create really <laughs> cool action scenes. But back then, like you never saw it, you know? And um, so this was a huge fucking deal. And the reason I chose it for being an ultra American movie um, is well, one, Sam Jackson is like the captain of this crew. <laughs> that were, so right there. Um, another would be the score. The score is like ultra American, you know, just that dun 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 dun, you know, <laughs> like, and like the the end monologue, which I like, I will, I will admit, um, after like you know, after again, we we've, we've been bashing Marvel movies, um, the end monologue gives me like fucking goosebumps because. <laughs> It's just epic as fuck. And Sam Sam Jackson's just like talking about like, you know, just really like it really is well written when Sam Jackson like encapsulates the whole idea of the Avengers and how there will always be around whenever more shit comes up and, uh, you know, that they have this team to fight off anyone, blah, blah, blah. And it feels just very American in how... Um, Unlike the Avengers, who kind of have things under control, America has always kind of felt the need to fight off the world's enemies and protect yeah. everyone, even though it's kind of a dick about it. But like the Avengers is that classical American idea, but in this very like, you know, cheesy Marvel Hollywood way is actually like them doing it right. And, you know, you think about humanity in an actual like good way. Which is like, which is also very telling on why these films are so popular, um, mm -hmm. and just yeah, it, it, honestly, a lot of it is th th that end monologue and just you know just that that shot of the, the shot of them all that's uh, that of the circle of them all working together is just super American <laughs> to me as Captain America is like ordering them all what to do and shit, and uh, the score just rocks in that final monologue with Sam Jackson as they send you off to be like, the Avengers will be saving the world. And it's like epic as fuck. And yeah, yeah, it's just a very, yeah. And it's also very American. Makes you yeah. proud to be an American for once. <laughs> there is a character called Captain America in it. So yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's a very, he's a good dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good pick. Yeah. And Tony Stark's character is like, like I said, with, um, like Fast and the Furious, you know, it's like, I don't know, there's just some American about his, you know, about watching him act for like the modern, for modern people. They just like his humor and his, like his mannerisms and how he acts. And, and he's probably the most, made the most money as an actor in the past like yeah. decade. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's really insane. I mean, he started it all with the first Iron Man. Yeah. 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 But to watch all all these Marvel things, I mean, that's got to be all that like the big Marvel fans watch because there's so and that's much all now. these Marvel people. What they're really fucking into, too, is Iron Man. They just yeah. love like Iron Man is their is their guy. And yeah. like there are a Marvel thing recently opened up at the Museum of Science and Industry. So that's been a popular thing in Chicago lately. And like one of my friends was telling me, he's like, I wanted to steal the Iron Man helmet. And I was like, <laughs> and, I, and I thought to myself, like, hmm, 
interesting. <laughs> what are you going to do with it? <laughs> he really cares about Iron Man. <laughs> wow. He's going to pull off. There's Ocean's 14 or whatever. He's going to pull a heist on the Museum of Science and Industry and steal the Iron Man helmet. Right, yeah. right. Sell that to Hollywood. There's like a, yeah. there's like levels of nerdy that I'm willing to go. Um, but I'm also weirder. So I'm more nerdy about shit like like spanglish and things like that like when others like i once i was at um i was at like a whatever studio made batman <laughs> i was at Warner whatever Brothers. studio yeah, yeah i was there i think and we got like a tour of like um they had like all the the batmobiles that have been used in movies so they had like the one from nolan and stuff like that and so it, i was like pretty cool but i was also in my stage of like hating christopher nolan movies <laughs> and i was with all these people who were like oh my god and i was just kind of <laughs> like i was much more like lukewarm you know than like mm -hmm. everyone there who was like oh my god the batmobile like yeah. I, like i didn't post i didn't like post the batmobile anywhere or anything like that yeah yeah i get i get that i definitely there's definitely things that i'm for sure like nerdy about like that but um anybody yeah, at time I only in go my life this... it would have been the nolan batman movies but yeah it's it as as i get older it's hard to really care about some some things like that yeah but yeah, that's the Avengers. Yeah, nice. Um, all right. Well, well, my next one is gonna be one that I don't really have much to say about it. I wanted to put it on the list because, uh, I just feel like it is like one of the most American things ever. Whether that's like a good thing or bad thing, but you and you just mentioned it. Forrest Gump is my my number five. Oh, right. And. And mainly for like the obvious. Man, so you got like the this and driving Miss Daisy on your list. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's. It, they're they're kind of grouped together in like, like the cheesy, American movie that is also like very ideologically flawed. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah, I, I mean, Forrest Gump is one that I like when I was a kid, like, oh yeah, this is like the, everyone like thinks this is like the most amazing movie ever. Like, this is so great. And right. it's like all this like American history stuff. Like that's so cool. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. When you really like revisit Break it again it down. Yeah, and it's, yeah, and it's, it's uh, like... I don't know. Yeah. It's uh, I, I also, I haven't seen it in a, in a few years now. Cause I just feel like you're always like beaten over the head with it in popular culture right. and that you mm -hmm. walk in any touristy place and there's a bubba gump yeah there but uh yeah it's just um i feel like it's I, yeah i once it, applied to a bubba, bubba grump shrimp co at <laughs> navy pier navy pier oh man didn't go to the yeah. interview <laughs> well good i'm glad you would have had to have a lot of uh um i don't think i would last i don't think i would have lasted there <laughs> <laughs> it's so crazy that there's a whole restaurant just based on this movie um but right yeah, it's uh, it does it does a lot of times feel like American propaganda and just like very, it just it feels very much of its time where it's like, yeah, there was all like the counterculture stuff that happened, but then it was almost like, then the eighties and nineties like, uh, I don't know, I feel like popular culture then just like takes over and you don't you think less about what things actually mean and just like, um, 
yeah, glorify like everything in a way. Um, and I just feel like he was just sort of yeah. like this like dumb character that everyone would like get behind as like this idiot. But there's this fly that would not leave me alone. Um, uh, yeah, it won't leave me yeah. alone just the same way Forrest Gump uh, references won't leave you alone in uh, everyday life. So yeah. I don't really, yeah, I don't, I'm not sure. I need to watch this movie again to really say what I feel about it. Cause it's, mm-hmm. I'm sure, I'm sure like I'll have like a lot of like opinion, but yeah, I'm not a fan of it anymore. And if someone says they like Forrest Gump, I'm like, oh, okay. This type of person, you know, like. <laughs> yeah. You could tell they maybe don't like think too much about, about everything, which. Yeah, I feel like you have to like. I feel you have, like if in order to really like Forrest Gump, you gotta really like. You gotta be like start off like your day or be like, duh, <laughs> like <laughs> let let all the goodness of the world impact me. Yes, <laughs> you know that, that's yeah, it. that's kind of the point I'm 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 failing the trying to make is like yeah it's like these these movies like this it's like oh yeah like this is all good stuff like. Yeah, I know, I know. Right, in a way it is, shot, like, if you, but... if you put zero thought into the movie, like, mm-hmm. like wow, how nice all this is. Yeah, it's like, yeah. but, it, yeah. I'm yeah. just thinking about him sitting on that bench and talking and just thinking, like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that, that, that's Forrest Gump. I don't have anything more to say. No all right. to say about it. So my number four is getting to those. Uh, we're getting to th- to that western that I promised. I promised y'all I'd bring up after yeah. you brought up Rio Bravo. I'm bringing up another Howard Hawks, um, John Wayne western, uh, Red River. Um, oh, which for some reason I just really fucking like, and um, I don't know. It's just very american this is one of the least cynical american ones i picked like because I, I have nothing like bad to say it will make me this is one the one movie like one of the movies that will make me like not say anything bad about america because it's like you're seeing like and like an american movie being made in a way that's like just very genuine to me to what about what america is there's something so exciting about like the cattle drive and something so American about that. There's something so American and genuine about John Wayne and Montgomery cliffs, like dynamic and um, John Wayne's like, like, like super uh, just madness pursuit of like, of overworking all these guys and uh, all the, like all the women that come up. It's just like a time period where movies, American movies were done like, perfectly you know like when they were done and i think red river is one of those and so like i remember there was an interview with quentin tarantino once i think there's actually like a couple i mean there's a million with quentin tarantino but he, there's actually a couple that were uh, posted recently because he's on the two big uh, podcasts uh promoting that book of his oh um, yeah yeah but one of the first quentin tarantino qt interviews i saw was like his pulp fiction one with charlie rose and he's like that's what America did best. We told a good story. And that's what he <laughs> says. And like, as ridiculous, you know, as ridiculous as that is of a, you know, like to hear from coming from him, it's a ridiculous statement. You know, it's just like him, yeah. you know, the absurdity of his personality, but like 
it's that that just rings really true especially mm -hmm. if you go back in time to the 30s 40s and 50s and you have movies you know like rio bravo like like um red river like like you know the treasure of the sierra madre or like fucking the sweet smell of success and all just all this great stuff like it, it rings true and it, like red river just kind of has that for me too yeah yeah for sure i mean uh, these are these are both two good great westerns to to include as like the american western you know yeah mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah, that's all. All I really got for that one. Cool. Oh, I'm really realizing now. Like, I've got a, a couple here that are my top four that I feel like are less American than other ones that I had. So <laughs> my order really nature. does not matter. Yeah. yeah, that's the nature of this. That's what I was getting at at the beginning. Yeah. Because yeah. the next one I'm going to go with, it's partially because it's been on the top of my mind since we talked about it recently. Um, but it's the Truman Show, and mm. uh. Yeah, main reason is just for the commentary on America's obsession with television and um and uh yeah, I guess like it, it also symbolizes like this um they create this world for this guy that is supposed to be like a utopia, like this like you know, version of America that in like the fifties they would probably talk about, you know, with the white yeah. picket fences and yeah, yeah, like his know. wife for her whole personality. Exactly. It's like a commercial. Yeah. Her whole personality is a commercial for like the fifties. Yeah, yeah. And so this whole, you know, another movie I could have included was Pleasantville, which kind of deals with this too. But yeah, it's like the the ultimate view of like America, where it's like everything's so great in America right now. You know, don't the Soviets <laughs> suck? Like everything's so great here. <laughs> yeah. And every yeah, like they have the humble like humble dad who goes to his job and then the the wife who's the homemaker and um and yeah and then along with that it's all for like a television show um that everyone's obsessed with and it's like putting putting this like human life um into the hands of like uh a, of a tv show mm -hmm. starting starting to hear a leaf blower hopefully that's not coming through too much Ooh. um and I, uh, I don't hear it at all okay perfect and uh yeah then um i guess i don't have too much more to say since we talked a lot about the truman show but uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah i was gonna say all right so uh the show opens up so what happens first is uh so jim carrey was cast in it and no. <laughs> yeah we reiterate so, that yeah. whole thing if you want to hear more go listen to that episode yeah also I, we talked about it in the last episode a little bit because i compared it to the matrix that's right which sounds kind of weird when it's not explained, but I explain it there. I'm not explaining Listen to it that again. Episode. Yeah. <laughs> we have, uh, all right, John, we have 20 minutes for the Let's top three, for the, which is uh, actually a, a perfect amount of time. Um, yeah. All right. My number three uh, is there will be blood. Oh, um, very nice. Yeah. Cause I feel like it, it like, it gets a lot of, you know, those Citizen Kane comparisons, you know? So mm -hmm. I like how it's just that modern Citizen Kane type thing of like a, a man of with nothing uh, in a dark way, really finding enormous success in America and it kind of like destroying him. So it's kind of like that classic tale, but also like it's 
because it's a western like kind of you know a western setting um I, like it's supposed to like take place in the california desert but i think they shot it in texas because it has that and those wide landscapes that are kind of shot with johnny greenwood score in like a horrific way it's almost like a horror story of america <laughs> yeah. in a way and that mixed with daniel day lewis's like terrifying performance which is also um really funny like it's like one of those movies which is not like funny if you don't really like i don't know it, like I, I feel like it's like a weird movie to say it's funny but i think it's definitely, definitely funny parts yeah i think it's definitely funny <laughs> the whole milkshake scene yeah right and just like the daniel plainview character is so absurd how real and nuts and like just his voice and everything and just the way his like his voice is like no one fucking talks like that you know what i mean yeah. but yet he invented this like this way of an american talking that it yet seems so real and terrifying and uh i don't know in a weird way speaks true to who we are and i i, I just think I think it's like a masterpiece that's really going to be remembered a lot. And it like is very much about um, America as it like, you know, as the movie opens and it's literally just like a dude in, the, in a hole, like trying to like find gold, trying to find oil. And, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. there's something about oil that is super American as well. Obviously. Definitely. Yeah. 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 Nice. That's uh, yeah. another solid pick yeah um all right my number three uh then is um this i think is a curveball um but it's borat <laughs> <laughs> i love like the way like how we just go from one to the other like that like you were talking about the breakfast club and then i was like all right fast five <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I, we, I feel like we have very diverse lists this is uh i'm a yeah, bore <laughs> from there will be blood to i'm a bore yeah. <laughs> oh my god yeah what a transition also not a funny movie if you really think about it but when further yeah. inspection i think it's a funny movie yeah right yeah and uh i mean i i picked borat because it's uh yeah this is sort of like a, an, a fuck you america type type movie just with this this character from another country sort of exploiting all these like bad parts of of america and and sort of like poking the bear um poking the american bear that's uh you know just to uh sort of show to the people who enjoy this stuff like us that wow yeah that is just like the utter ridiculous side of of our country you know through the south and everything just and um yeah i don't know i i think uh i really resonate with that because i love seeing um you know bigoted people or yeah the hidden people camera, just like yeah. yeah yeah and it's kind of like sleazy in a way but i but i do like seeing people shown in a bad light who i think have terrible opinions and stuff yeah and uh yeah i mean borat just he sasha baron cohen has a does a great way of getting these like interesting like characters from middle america and uh yeah sort of exploiting the uh the viewpoints they have and you could definitely i mean there's a lot of like the bit like even in the uk like other 
big powerhouse countries you could show off like the the, the small-minded like group of of people yeah. and, and the population yeah. that um but like specifically with america who's like the empire right now you know that's uh i feel like borat show shows that side of america that's uh is yeah in a time in a time that was really uh it was really necessary for that too and where um censorship wasn't as big of a deal so you could really do you know you could really go full on with it and do it right yeah Mm mm-hmm and I think these hidden, this hidden camera shit, like, like as we saw in like Bad Trip with Eric Andre, mm-hmm. like, um, like these hidden camera shit really shows like a, a, like a side to America that like is very genuine. Like I thought yeah. the pe- the people in Bad Trip, I'm, I'm like, now that is a fucking like citizen of this country. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's you just know, a regular person. Are, yeah. Yeah. And how they would react to like this like crazy yeah, yeah. scenario, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's why they're like the perfect choices. I feel like, and well, and Nathan for you does it well, where they show mm-hmm. someone who you would never think of existing, you know. Yeah, especially seeing on on TV, yeah, and yeah, they they're so good at finding these people, and yeah, yeah, getting great stuff out of it, yeah, yeah. That's Borat. All right, so uh, my number two is uh like red river and uh you know like that type of like and then like you know i i could have added say back to the future or something like that to this genre of i could add that to like oh it makes you feel good about that american side to filmmaking and movies and you know um yeah uh, i don't I, I, I won't explain further no my number two is uh jaws <laughs> Uh, because nice. it's a super American movie that makes you feel, I don't know, it's like, it's kind of got some commentary and how like the mayor's dumb, but I think that's more about conflict than it is about social commentary. Like, I think it's understandable that the mayor and the town need that weekend because that's the only time they make money. So I, I don't think it's like saying, wow, we're like money driven. No, like the island needs that weekend. Yeah. You know, the 4th of mm-hmm. July is their biggest. How, how does the mayor talk? He's like, it's the 4th of July. It's the biggest <laughs> weekend, you know, the mayor. And like, so that's also another one of the reasons why I picked this movie is because the mayor and like Roy Scheider and like this whole cast is super American. Like they speak like Americans, you know, they drink like Americans, they sing like Americans. There's something about a, an American fisherman, you know, who isn't mm-hmm. scared. Like, like I mean, I know Spielberg in a way is inventing this archetype, but there's something about Robert Shaw, like his not fear of going after the shark, which is like ultra American and badass, and like his mm-hmm. the stories he tells of being on the water, you know, it's. Um, and then like like there's just some this trio is like i don't know maybe the class i don't know it's one of the most classic american trios when they all when these three go after the shark go after the shark you know <laughs> yeah and it's uh it's just like a classic american summer movie yeah it takes um, place on the 4th of july there's something very um i don't know I, every when i'm watching jaws on the 4th of july everything feels right with the world <laughs> to me <laughs> yeah 
And uh, I mean, it's like one of the first blockbusters, not the yeah first. invented the blockbuster, which is yeah. yeah, which is super American. And it's Spielberg, so yeah, yeah, that's yeah. I had to yeah, Very I felt American. like I had to pick a Spielberg, but I wasn't gonna pick fucking Saving Private Ryan or you know or something yeah. like that. <laughs> nice. Well, uh, all right, we got we're we got ten minutes, but my I'll go through my number two quick. Um, my number two also has a Spielberg connection. It's West Side Story, um, Ooh. which which I also saw, has a trailer for a new Spielberg coming. Yeah. When I saw it in the Heights, I saw the trailer for the new one and I actually was like pretty amped to, to see it. Um, looks good. And uh, yeah, I mean, West Side Story is just a classic tale of uh, these two like immigrant groups in New York City, which is a very American thing. And they're, they're sort of clashing. And um, I mean, on top of that, it's just like one of the more classic just American movie musicals ever. Um, yeah, it's probably and, along with singing in the rain, the end, mm-hmm. sound of music, the most popular one. Yeah, and and it specifically has to do with these immigrant immigrant groups. Um, I mean, and their oops, and their just lives in uh, in America and in I, the melting yeah, pot, just, yeah, in the melting pot that is New York City. Um, yeah, and and it's. Uh, yeah, it's just a, a classic American tale, I feel like. Yeah, so, I mean, it's like taking yeah. that Romeo and Juliet thing and really Americanizing it as, exactly. as much as you can, really, is what it is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's always around. Like, people are always in high schools, like, we're doing our rendition of West Side Story. Yeah. That's like every fucking <laughs> high school. I felt like they were doing that at Lombard South every year, and I For never sure. once, never once saw it. Same, yeah. Mm-mm. I was like, Glenbard <laughs> South like made you un- uncultured. <laughs> really, it really did. Just that <laughs> typical like suburban, yeah, yeah, really. Like, yeah, we have plays. Oh fuck that! <laughs> <laughs> it's we weird have... to think we had a theater, like a theater program too. Because yeah, no, I like, well, yeah, never like, heard about it. No one gave a shit about the theater program. I. Yeah, I'm a, I know you played music, but no one gave a shit about the people who played music. Hey. They did, <laughs> no, yeah, I, they did. No, they didn't, no. And uh, yeah. the multimedia program, obviously, no one cared about the multimedia program. Yeah. Which no, I actually got asked arts, to really. join. I got asked to join a, like a couple of times. Um, I don't even really know what they did or what, what that was yeah, about. Like, yeah, I mean, they like ran. Uh, is that sounds obvious but they like ran video <laughs> of oh. the school and they like i think they did like the lighting and like like if you were ever in an auditorium they would do the lighting and stuff like mm. that makes um, sense yeah but yeah i got asked to join and like i just and in that school i saw no reason to and now i like i edit videos and i'm in the <laughs> i try yeah, i'm right, trying to yeah. do film things yeah yeah it's uh but it was yeah. much High school was much better spent doing absolutely nothing, in my opinion. Agreed. It's not. It's not that important. At the end of the day, it's not the time to do, to have hobbies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, not at all. Yeah. The time to do nothing. Yeah. Well, anyway, that's uh, that's West Side Story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my number one was mentioned earlier actually but not like it wasn't on the list it was brought up 
And I, I actually do think maybe, maybe this is the most American movie ever made. Wow. Um, I'm ready. It, it is Rocky four. Oh, there we go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which I know you said, you said you haven't seen a lot. I, on the other hand, mm-hmm have seen it a lot <laughs> a yeah, I lot can, i can definitely tell you're you're much more in the rocky universe than i am because yeah, uh, i haven't even seen creed the, very yeah. fucking deep in the rocky universe and rocky four is maybe like creed i don't need, i don't know if i could count compared to the other rockies because creed is just an insanely good fucking movie but rocky mm. four out of the original rockies may be my favorite one um because it is like they they go for it in rocky four they really Mm -hmm. go for it and it is american as hell all the way through not only does it have an amazing 80s soundtrack like we said before it's maybe the best 80s soundtrack like it has like it has living in america by james brown performed at like the beginning of the film oh yeah yeah like right before apollo creed gets murdered by the russian boxer like he comes out to james brown's living in america so you got that stuck in your head Mm -hmm. and then there's all this eight like the rest of the movie is literally like 80s training montages of rocky yeah as he trains to fight this russian guy and you got all the fucking like cold war stuff bubble you know as well as the fact that you see this insane russian guy kill apollo creed it's like (laughs) that's like something that's like always traumatized me as a kid um and then, like, you got Hearts on Fire, this one song, 80s yeah. song, playing, mm-hmm. plays constantly, and it bangs in this movie. And there's just some of, and there's just some about like the 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 fight with Stallone and this Russian that like is just it's done right. You know, you feel the weight of not only like Rocky versus this guy, but also the two countries against each other. And mm-hmm. it's just done. It's done. It's done well. And as like corny as it is how Rocky kind of like in the end wins over the Russian crowd and has that like, we all can change, you know, like <laughs> that whole speech at the end, like it works, man. And then the hike, the hearts on fire starts playing again. And, and it, like it, like what in a movie that starts off in like a tragic way, not only is it entertaining as fuck throughout this whole movie, but it really actually ends with you feeling good about the world, you know, as like, you know, as like propaganda, you could say it is, or as um, ridiculous and corny as it is sometimes it's, I, it works for me. I'm, I'm yeah. all for it. I mean, they're like, they're uplifting movies for sure. The rock. They are yeah. very inspiring. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah, juice, can't believe we didn't it's even... like juice that I'm willing to take in, you know. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe we didn't even talk about the montages. Yeah, and uh when I when I brought oh, up Rocky One. Yeah. Right. That's, yeah, that the is fact such that a... like almost the whole movie are montages. And as as the movies go on, like like Rocky Four is like less story and more and more montages <laughs> really is what it is. Um yeah. yeah, there's some about the um training workout montage that is ultra american as well Mm -hmm. yeah the only rocky i've only seen the first four rockies and the only one i've seen more than once is the first one so i really Uh, have to yeah oh it's i I recommend rewatching it yeah have to 
Um, and there's nothing more American than taking on the Soviets. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Ivan Drago is just like that classic villain oh, yeah. of America. It's like, it's it's awesome. I love that I Ivan Drago exists. I really do. Yeah, there's always yeah, there's always great uh, um, villains. I guess you'd say in uh, antagonists oh, yeah, in the in the yeah, Rocky always, movies. I mean, yeah, and Carl Weathers is like is fantastic in the Rocky movies. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. All right, well, I'll uh, I'll go with my number one then, which I I feel like is a little ridiculous now after after talking about that one. But uh, I thought it would be pretty funny to have this as my number one, and I think it fits. It's National Treasure with Nicolas Cage. (laughs) (laughs) It is very American because they're constantly looking at like the Declaration of Independence. This mark at the Declaration of Independence. (laughs) There's great YouTube videos of just like how many times Nicolas Cage says the Declaration of Independence in in these movies. Dude, I need to, I need to uh, watch that after this. Wow. Yeah, because he does. Like, he's always like, they're stealing the Declaration of Independence. Like, we know, we've been here since the beginning of the movie. We know what the whole deal is. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a supercut of him just saying the Declaration of Independence. Right. This really appealed to me as a kid. National Treasure. I, I loved this growing up. Yeah, and, and that's part of the reason. And it's not I, global I treasure; it. it's national treasure, national, which means yeah. American treasure. And there's so much just like sort of basic surface level American history that they go through throughout the entire thing. You know, it's just it's Nicolas Cage just going through all these like all these like facts that he knows about um, American history and like decide. It's like a mystery, but all the mystery has to do with is like. Uh, you know u.s history class stuff and uh and yeah it's just a fun classic american adventure movie and yeah i growing up uh growing up i loved these that um it's kind of like i still find them enjoyable but they're obviously like so flawed as just as movies altogether but yeah. um yeah, i like I that as like, your number one i think it shows you mm-hmm. got some you got some cojones. <laughs> yeah, I'm not afraid yeah. to pick national yeah. treasure. All right. Uh, yeah, and it's just yeah. it just the whole thing constantly like there's so much just exposition exposition all based around. Right, these, it's like, all about American historical things. shit. Yeah, yeah. When the uh, Freemasons and when Thomas and, Jefferson designed the, de- Nash, the, the yeah. Declaration of Independence, he then went there. <laughs> and, uh, and Franklin invented the bifocals, and he created this enigma like this uh yeah i i forget all like the, the little things like just so much like beating you over the head with the founding fathers <laughs> and like the freemasons they 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 developed this enigma this they have to decipher this code and it's the map on the declaration of independence yeah it's just like so, it's just like constantly <laughs> like what are all these pieces of information that we can include i in want this to movie? rewatch this movie i think i saw I you too, log yeah. this on letterbox like a couple times over the years maybe Maybe yeah, I, I, thought, I, I, I think I found it interesting. I was like, John's watching National Treasure. <laughs> <laughs> I you see the thing is like like Carly likes the movies too. It's uh, it, it yeah. It's I kind of feel no movie. shame in, yeah. in liking uh liking these movies and because they're kind of yeah. funny too. Like like yeah. There's yeah. there's the classic. I, I want to rewatch it now. Yeah, I mean it's it's got Nicolas Cage being Nicolas Cage, and then you have the classic like side character who is just kind of like the punching bag he's just like 
he's so goofy and weird and he's like the comic relief he doesn't know um, anything about history <laughs> yeah he's like so we're gonna do what or the freemasons did what it's like he, yeah. he's just like he's just along who for the ride the for some character? reason it's the same guy who plays doug in the hangover movies and oh he's in my god Justin what did i Bartha. see him in what did I see him in where he was also the comedic relief and I didn't like him in it? He he's in Gigli too, that Ben Affleck J Lo movie, which is just god awful. And he's I've never yeah, I've never seen that. He was in Failure to Launch, the McConaughey movie. Yeah. That is absolutely ridiculous. And we yes, he is the comedic one, yeah. he is the comedic relief. He's one of those guys who lives at home. You, 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 mm-hmm. we talked about because we both watched it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, him and Bradley Cooper are the buddies, and I think Justin Bartha is like the extreme one. And I don't think he's good at it. I like he's, he's grouped into this comedy thing, but I don't think he's a comedy guy necessarily. No, he's not. And he's always just like the pathetic, like idiot, like loser guy that it's just always like so so yeah. Where he's just like where he's just like not good at it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and that's. Yeah. It. If you ever watch the movie Gigli, he he does he's like a mentally challenged person in it, and it's like really like kind of offensive with how with how he <laughs> plays it. It's just not, it's just really really bad. Um, Damn. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's my number one. Well, that's Treasure. our rant on American actor Justin Bartha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's, it was all leading up to that. Our Justin Bartha rant. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, that's uh. Those are some movies to watch on the 4th of July. You could yeah. have, take your pick of the litter. You could watch Rocky Four or National Treasure or rewatch the first Avengers again or even watch a blowout like Quentin Tarantino yeah. probably does on uh, on uh, the July 4th. Yeah. Actually, That's of my whole tradition. Li- right. Actually, out of my whole list, the one I've watched on the 4th the most would be my number 10, The Patriot. <laughs> 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 and it's a ridiculous thing to watch on the 4th of July. There you go. Well, you know, this 4th of July, I'll probably rewatch National Treasure. So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> the duck, the duck, they're still in the Declaration of Independence. Declaration of Independence. Yeah, it, you got to see that YouTube video. It's it's great. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to. 